This is the Baller on a Budget podcast. I'm Eileen, your host and your favorite Baller on a Budget. This isn't just a podcast about money management. We talk about all the juicy bits that surround money, the taboo, the heartbreak, the struggle, and the ridiculous moments we all face when it comes to saving some extra cash. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to season two, you guys. It is so good to be back. (laughs) Truthfully, I had high hopes for this podcast when we first launched about two years ago, but things fell by the wayside, uh, especially due to the nature of my 2022 experience last year. Um, I basically took an entire year off of work, and it is just so nice to be back in production. You know, I'm planning some big moves for Baller on a Budget. We're rolling out new podcast episodes, and we're just creating And I feel so refreshed and inspired, and I think you can even hear it in my voice compared to, like, the the episodes from season one. I sound like a crazy person in season one. I'm talking so fast, I'm forgetting to breathe, and I'm saying like after every other word. (sighs) You guys, I just feel so, I feel so well rested after that year of just no working. So if you're new to the podcast, please feel free to check out season one, which has a few money tips, tricks, and some juicy stories. Uh, Today's episode is a bit of a life update on what I was up to the entire year of 2022 and how it affected my work life. So if you need a little bit of a backstory, you can check out season one, episode five, featuring my lovely friend Danny from the blog Pennies to Wealth, who had gone through more or less the same thing that I went through in 2021 to 2022. So a quick recap on what happened during that time. That was about five years into creating Baller on a Budget and getting it off the ground and almost seven years into my most recent long-term relationship. And I decided to leave, which meant leaving behind a life that I worked really, really hard to build. And I had to move out. I had to cut all of my losses. And I started my whole life over. Um, in 2022... I had to get a full-time job working at a marketing agency just to stabilize myself. And you know what? I landed a great job at like 60K starting salary. And that was going to be the pivot of my financial recovery. I had a lot of lofty goals for 2022, some of which included hitting $90,000 in annual income. And also, I wanted to move to the opposite coast of New York. But I didn't hit a lot of those lofty goals because the stress from being too overworked and exhausted really hit me. And I wound up quitting the agency because it was just so stressful and it took me away from so many things that I wanted to do. I no longer had time for myself or my own projects. And the stress from overwork was really just pushing me to my breaking point. And I finally hit that emotional rock bottom. So I had that reality check that I've had a pattern of overworking myself my entire life. And that was my only way of coping and escaping from the chaos that was in my life. And I just needed time away from work to address all of the fires in my life that had just been long burning. And I felt like my life at a certain point just became a firestorm. So when you come from a very hectic and stressful household, if you're not aware of the fact that this is just the norm that you operate in, 
it really does steal from your ability to focus on the things that matter, like taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and financially. The thing is, I have been working my entire life, ever since I was 15 and a half, I have worked two to three jobs at the same time. So I would be working two part-time jobs and one full-time job, or one full-time job and one part-time job, or two part-time jobs, and I'd be side hustling. I was always a hustler, always a hard worker, but I actually wasn't being consistently profitable. I was so busy, just staying busy to avoid making the drastic changes that I needed to make in order to just function as a healthy human being. And here I was at the start of 2022 telling myself that I would just get this full-time job working for somebody else and then I would somehow find some energy in me to hit my business even harder outside of those work hours to make up for all the lost time. But my mental load was just not allowing it. When I say I was dysfunctional, like I mean to the literal definition, I felt many hours of the day that my brain was broken. My thoughts were incoherent. I couldn't understand what was going on in my brain. When I was talking, nothing made sense. I couldn't sleep during appropriate hours. Um, and then when I would sleep, it would be two, three hours a night. I was feeling super out of my head. My adrenaline was constantly pumping through my system. I couldn't get my physiological stress to settle down. Everything felt like a threat to me. In my friendships and my relationships, things were just going haywire because I was misinterpreting everything that was said or done to me. I felt like everybody was out to get me. I felt scared and I didn't know how to calm myself down again. I would be doing the most mundane things like cooking and I would break down into hysterical tears for absolutely no reason. And I had a good inkling that, of course, it was depression, but I also thought that it was something deeper, that I have reached the deepest point of exhaustion and I've never felt this low in my whole life. But I was so dysfunctional that I had no choice but to just abandon it all and focus on my healing. So 2022 was this beautiful journey for me where I prioritized my happiness and well-being over everything else, even making money. And I dove into my interests. I met so many people that became family to me. I really focused on trauma therapy and I started exercising more to deal with my PTSD and my fight or flight responses. I allowed myself to have a social life so I could, you know, put everything I learned in therapy into practice and integrate all of those learning lessons. And it was healing. I truly became a student of life in 2022 and I ended the year so much stronger and wiser and I healed enough to become functional again. So last year, I read this book by Bell Hooks, who is a black intersectional feminist. It's called All About Love, and I was expecting it to just be about, you know, love. <laughs> but there were some really great tidbits about how approaching your work with love and full intention is so important. So let me just read a couple excerpts. We can all enhance our capacity to live purposely by learning how to experience satisfaction in whatever work we do. 
we find that satisfaction by giving any job total commitment. Most of us did not learn when we were young that our capacity to be self-loving would be shaped by the work we do and whether that work enhances our well-being. Bringing love into the work environment can create the necessary transformation that can make any job we do, no matter how menial, a place where workers can express the best of themselves. Now, when I read through those little excerpts in that book last year, I think that gave me little baby revelations as to why I was so resistant to going back to work. I mean, not only was I still focusing on trauma therapy, but there was something that was really stopping me from going back to just making an income. And I think the biggest thing was because my work wasn't bringing me joy anymore. And I had genuinely lost sight of what was important to me. And I don't know if any of you freelancers can relate, but sometimes when you have those dry spells where you're just not making money, there's a bunch of self-doubt that starts to creep in and it starts to make you second guess your ability to make a full-time sustainable income that you can live off of and it makes you wonder if it just makes more sense to go back into the workforce and get a guaranteed paycheck every you know two weeks by your employer and that's kind of what i was grappling with last year i no longer felt like i had a sense of purpose everything that i had built for myself in my work for the baller on a budget all of my side projects None of it was making me feel fulfilled anymore. And I just felt really lost. And I think taking that year off did wonders for me. Because now I believe that taking an extensive amount of time off just to exist as a human being and explore the world without the interfering pressure to make an income, it's something everyone should do. But I also understand that it's just not accessible to working class or middle class people. We all know that getting severely injured and being unable to work is a risk that many people just can't afford. And that makes me question how sustainable this capitalistic way of functioning is to everyone in the society. Because it's definitely not good for your health to be treated as a cognitive machine your entire life and then be expected to not break down at some point. And I think deep down, all of us kind of know that we are seen as disposable cogs in the great machine. And there's just something genuinely wrong with that. Why are we accepting this way of life? But you know, I do see that millennials and Gen Zers are really waking up to that. And I'm seeing a lot more freelancers and a lot of entrepreneurs coming out of the younger generation. So I do have faith that, you know, our work culture is definitely changing. And we're moving away from the corporate workforce and we're just learning to build our own empires. So to be clear, I was still working full-time at an agency and still managing the baller in a budget and still getting a lot of income from that during quarter one of 2022. Now, when I quit the agency, I told myself that I was only going to take one month off of work and then I would go right back into it. And that one month turned into the entire rest of the year. So that was Q2, Q3, and Q4. That was eight whole months not working. And the only reason why I was able to pull that off was because I had passive income. So when I built the baller in a budget, I had so many different avenues of revenue set up to the point where I was able to take a step away from work for extended periods of time and know that this business could still generate an income because I had several sources already set up. And 
because of me being sick with autoimmunity, which means that I'm disabled in, in many ways, over the last couple of years, I've had to take several months off of work in order to tend to my health. And it was a good thing for me to have had several streams of passive income that I could live off of. And that just always made me so grateful for because I realized that in this world, not everyone has passive income. We're all working for active income when we go to our nine to fives, when we go to our corporate jobs. There's not that much passive income that's going around unless you have like, you know, an investment portfolio or something like that that is generating passive income. But my experience of taking almost a year off of work last year was a true testament to the fact that passive income can truly be a lifesaver for you in the times where you have to take extended time off of work. And we're not talking about having this crazy passive income that will like generate you like tens of thousands of dollars a month. I mean, that would be great, right? But even just having a steady stream of income that's enough to pay for your living expenses so that you just have more free time to exist and not have to labor all the time. Many people think that this is impossible, but you don't have to be dripping in designer to meet that criteria. Passive income can just replace your existing income. You don't need to make six or seven figures. And my experience of taking a one-year sabbatical just made me even more hungry to achieve true passive income that can support my living expenses. As someone who encounters mental health issues and physical disabilities because of my autoimmunity, I do not handle chronic stress very well. And my autoimmune conditions greatly limit my ability to work consistently. There might be a day where I get a flare-up and I'll have to take a couple days to a week, maybe even a couple weeks off. At worst, sometimes I have to take like two months off. Uh, several years ago when I first got sick, I was about six months unable to move. And that realization that at any moment my body could give out on me became a lot more real when disability hit me. I realized that I just can't be hustling nonstop the way that I had been my whole entire life as my own business owner, and there will be a breaking point. And guess what? I already reached it in my mid-20s when I got sick. Now, I'm sharing my personal anecdote because I want to address this unspoken anxiety that all of us in the workforce collectively share. We work so hard for our employers, and many of us don't even like the work that we do. But what happens in the event that you become unable to produce? It's hard to feel a true sense of financial security when there is a fear that sits in the back of your head that if you're ever unable to show up to work and produce for your employer, you can be terminated for non-performance. And I don't know about you, but it feels like a mental prison to go about my life working a job where I'm constantly in fear that at any moment my employer can dispose of me. Because... There goes my source of income. I've avoided traditional employment because it simply just didn't make sense to me to clock in for a set amount of hours and be paid minimum wages to build somebody else's dream for them. But I also get that freelancing or being an entrepreneur just isn't a predictable path that some people are comfortable with. And I think that the one thing that brings both traditional corporate employment and being self-employed together is this importance that whatever you do to make money, it needs to be purposeful. And it needs to make you feel like you're giving something of value back to the world. So I was reading this book called Bullshit Jobs by David Graeber um, about the importance of working a job that doesn't feel useless 
or essential and how that is critical to our psychological wellness and overall happiness. And in corporate America, unfortunately, there are far too many jobs, especially in corporate middle management that are actually not critically needed for the entire business to function. And those kinds of jobs are usually the cause of misery for a lot of people in this country who are seemingly well off financially, but spiritually just empty. I know that for me and for many other people in this world, I just can't produce without being present. And I can't be present if I'm overwhelmed. And now with that being said, a lot of the overwhelm of my personal life was overlapping into my work life last year. And it was preventing me from showing up and doing what I needed to do with authenticity. And when I can't work from a place of passion and authenticity and just approach my work with this disingenuousness, I can't perform. I can't show up. So it was quintessential for me to take that year off of work and really reconnect with myself and define the things that matter to me the most and find that sense of purpose again. I feel like a lot of people's problem, and this is not an isolated problem, is the problem of finding where your self-worth lies. For the longest time, I always had an inner knowing that I was capable of doing so much. All of the projects I've done, I've always gone above and beyond, and I was always so sure that I had a creative eye that was capable of contributing something unique to the world. But at the same time, all my life I also felt like a newly discovered NBA player who was recently signed on a team and immediately benched. And now we're like in this last quarter of the game and my team is losing And I've been frustrated this whole time because I've sat through so many games being benched. And even though I was signed on as proof that I was capable, I was never really given that chance. And I feel like a horse who's been waiting to blast through the gates and onto the racetrack, but life wasn't giving me a chance. And that feeling of restlessness and that lack of purpose has contributed to my frustrations of feeling like I have no intrinsic value or anything to bring to the world. And after years of being this newly signed player on this NBA team and never being given opportunities, never being given a moment to shine, at the end of 2022, I just decided that I don't want to play for other people's teams anymore because I'm tired of feeling like I'm not recognized for what I bring to the table. Because I know that every time I show up to work, I am the one who brings the table and everything that's on it. So I'm just going to go ahead and make my own team. I'm going to commit to making my own opportunities now. No more of this teetering back and forth between searching for employment under other people for the sake of stability and compromising my goals and dreams in the process. I'm going to enter the court with a team that I've made and I'm going to win that game. I'm tired of waiting around for opportunities to be given to me. I'm tired of constantly grappling with my imposter syndrome and feeling like I am good enough. Why is it that the world is just not giving me a chance? I am tired of constantly settling for corporate jobs and working nine to fives and building other people's dreams for them for a steady paycheck, but I'm trading my dreams and my time and essentially my whole entire life experience. 
that was my strongest revelation of 2022 was just believing in myself. After I had all of that clarity, after I did all of that trauma work, after I, you know, put out a lot of fires in my life, it gave me that clarity to see that I was unhappy because I just wasn't happy with what I was doing to make money. And I needed to figure out how to fall in love with what I did for a living again. And that just meant that I needed to approach my business with a new lens, make some pivots, and figure out how to bring joy in what my life's work is. Now, there have been times before (laughs) where I felt some life-changing event became the spark that just lit my soul on fire. But for the first time, I feel like I have the mental clarity to pursue my dreams with full intention and full presence in ways that I have not felt before. Because I'm not in survival mode the way that I was the first 30 years of my life. So I feel like my perspective on work and purpose has shifted. And that path has become extremely clear in certain areas of my life where I just completely lacked understanding. Now I have that ironclad courage and faith in myself to really do things, to really give things a chance this time and do whatever I can without excuses to make things happen. And I don't think I would have arrived in this powerful state of mind had I not taken the time off of work that was stressing me out and zapping me of my energy so that I could heal from long-winded traumas that were just preventing me from functioning like a healthy human being. And now I know that it doesn't seem ideal to do what I did and take an entire year off of working, but I do think that taking an extended sabbatical with some financial cushion can be honestly a necessary life-changing experience for people who feel aimless or unhappy with their career or even their life trajectory. You know, capitalism has taught us that working around the clock is the only correct way to exist. And to me, I feel like that is just so faulty and we need to stop accepting that to be the only reality that we have Because that way of living pulls us so far away from ourselves and it's so easy to lose sight of what's important to us. And we can't genuinely feel like we're having a full life if we aren't pursuing the things that are in most alignment with our core values and principles. I know a lot of people are going to listen to this story and and just make these assumptions that I'm just really wealthy and I'm capable of taking extended time off. And that's not true. That's not true at all. And we're going to dive into this in, you know, the next episode of what I did play by play to make this financially happen and all the things that I did to screw up, admittedly. But I do think that there are ways for us to really just take that needed time off, whether it's collecting your PTO at work or saving up with intention. And instead of spending money on clothes and things that don't actually bring you long-term joy, like using that savings to be able to have that financial cushion for a few months off of work or tapping into your passive income sources or side hustling, Or maybe you don't even need to take a couple months off. Maybe you just need a couple weeks, even just a couple days to just disconnect and reevaluate and how to bridge that gap between where you are right now and where you want to be. So I just wanted to kind of give you that food for thought about what your purpose is. And do you feel like your purpose is in alignment with the way that you make money? 
And if not, how can we figure out, at the very least, some form of employment that allows you to make money that doesn't make you miserable? Now, I know that there are going to be a lot of entrepreneurial-minded people like me in this world who definitely see it as such. Where I'm going to spend all of my energy on is going to be something that I truly love and believe in. And therefore, because I have to make money, it has to be the best of both worlds, I guess. But what you do for a living doesn't have to be that life's calling. It just has to be something that doesn't make you miserable. As long as you can show up to work and feel like you are giving something of value back to the world, that it's purpose-driven work, I think that is the most important thing. Because if you are a human being that doesn't feel purpose, I think that's one of the greatest pains in the world. In lots of prisons, they torture people by giving them menial labor that makes absolutely no sense, and that apparently is enough to drive them to complete insanity. And I think that in a lot of ways, showing up to a job that you really hate can have the same detrimental effect on your mental wellness as well. So with that being said, I want you guys to really think about what's important to you. And does what you do for a living make you happy? Does it, at the least, make you feel like you have purpose? If not, how do you change that? That is basically all for today's episode. So I hope that I gave you a lot to really think about and get curious on. And I hope that tomorrow you show up to work with curiosity and complete presence, drop into your body and ask yourself, does this type of labor bring me peace? Does it bring me joy? Does it bring me a sense of purpose? And you know what? Let me know how you feel. Send me a message on Instagram. By the way, um, I have changed um, my Instagram handles. So we still have at the baller on a budget on Instagram. That is a completely new account now. Um, my former account, you guys are welcome to check me out there. It's more on my personal page. It's Eileen Louib, A-I-L-E-E-N-L-U-I-B. You're welcome to follow me there too, but send me a DM. Either way, let me know what your thoughts are on this podcast episode. And if you enjoyed it, share it with your friends. We're also trying to roll out even more podcast episodes on a regular basis. So if you enjoyed this and you want to hear more of this topic, these surrounding conversations about money, these pains that come in tandem with the pursuit of money, please rate and review this podcast, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, we're now on Amazon Music, and we're also on Audible now. So please rate and review because that allows our podcast to go up higher in the searches and more people like you can find us. So that's all for now, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed this one, please leave us a review on iTunes so we can keep producing more episodes for you to listen to. And the conversation doesn't end here. If you had any great takeaways from today that you'd like to share, post it on Instagram and tag me at the baller on a budget so we can chat. Follow me on Insta if you haven't already or subscribe to my newsletter at www.theballeronabudget.com so we can stay connected. We'll be back with another episode soon. But until then, keep ballin', baller fam. Thank you.